This is Sunday Memorial Day, a special day for many of us. We respect uh, the soldiers that, that passed, helping us live a better life in the United States of America. And uh, with us today is one great congressman, uh, Congressman Peter King. Uh, congressman King, how do you feel this uh, Memorial Day weekend? John, to me, every Memorial Day uh, causes you to think about the tremendous sacrifices that men and women in the armed forces have made over the years. We wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't have your radio station. I wouldn't have had my career in Congress. We can go through all of that if we're not for the bravery of these men and women. And I think too often people just look upon Memorial Day as a holiday, as a chance to get away, as a chance to get a good sale at the local shopping center or stores. So uh, I think it's really important to take at least a few minutes out to think of the sacrifices that these men and women made, and also the sacrifices their family made. The family uh, went without uh, a father or a son or a brother, a cousin, uh, and uh, this is what has made America great. It's what keeps America great, and we should always keep that in mind when we complain about this, you know, this being wrong and that being wrong. Think of the overall good of how, you know, the great country we have, and it's been made great because of great people like the men and women who gave their lives defending our country. You talk about sacrifice, and I often think that I, I think about uh, Normandy, and me and you have talked about it, and I think about the, the orders the generals gave for those soldiers to, to get into those boats and attack Normandy, almost going into certain death. And the decisions that were made to do that. And I hate to, to ask you this next question is, do you think that could ever happen again, where soldiers would just march into certain death? I, I, I've been to Normandy twice, once with President Bush uh, for the uh, 60th anniversary of Normandy of D-Day. And you know, when you go there, I mean, the movies, the documentaries, nothing does it justice. I mean, how those soldiers got out of the boats, which is daring enough in itself, ran across a long stretch of beach and then climbed up uh, cliffs that literally went straight up. And with the German soldiers at the top shooting down at them, uh, every, so many things could have gone wrong for many. You did many died that day and the days afterwards, uh, could it be done today? Uh, you know, we do have a volunteer military. There's a lot of very, obviously very dedicated people in there, but, uh, it'd be difficult for a lot of reasons. One, it would be uh, very hard to get as many people involved in the military as we had during World War II, or even a you know an equivalent number. And then, secondly, with the media, uh, if, if the media was, had been there on uh, D-Day and you saw men drowning before they even got out of the boats, or as they were getting out of the boats, and saw all those bodies on uh, on the beaches, and that was being uh, televised back to the United States, uh, people may be up in arms and. Uh, it can be hard to sustain that. I mean, if if the American people had known on January 6th, I mean, excuse me, on June 6th and on June 7th, on D-Day, if they had known uh, how vicious that was, uh, it, it could have made it impossible to sort of follow through on the attack. Now, thank God they were able to uh, carry carry through because the uh, you know the deaths on that day well, probably less than would have happened if the war had gone on otherwise. That, that did more to shorten the war than anything. 
It was a real sacrifice. It was a tough decision by General Eisenhower. Uh, he uh, actually had written a statement, I think, prepared to put out if the uh, attack had, had been a failure, and he was going to take full responsibility for it. So, uh, and again, I don't know if that would happen to either. I don't know how many people would take responsibility when something goes wrong without trying to... How many soldiers, do you else. remember, how many soldiers actually died in Normandy? No, I, I don't have the count, John, but I know it was well into the thousands. I know that. And it was... Uh, Others were seriously wounded, injured. Uh, my uncle came in, I think, on two days after D-Day. Uh, he survived D-Day, but then a few weeks later, in a battle, he was actually blown out of a jeep and was seriously wounded. He survived, but he uh, spent, I think, you know, several months in the uh, Army hospital. No, that's a... Uh, uh, I, I don't think that, even though Americans have seen it, in movies, whether it's with John Wayne or whether it's uh, you know Band of Brothers, anything like that, uh, they realize just how intense and how deadly and how vicious those days were. And again, when I went there, I could not believe it. Seeing the height of those cliffs, seeing the length of the beach, and seeing the crashing waves on the on on the beach itself, uh, any one of those things to me would have stopped most people from going ahead with that. And yet somehow they made it all the way to the top. And, uh, again, it's really a great tribute to them. And if that didn't happen, maybe we'd all be speaking German today. Now, it's, it is mind-boggling. Now, that's Memorial Day. We have so many problems back home here. Uh, if you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, what do you worry about the most in our country right now this Memorial Day weekend? John, it's not one thing per se, it's overall, whether or not we're losing our grip as a country. Uh, if we don't have borders, if basically people in Washington can't seem to come to terms on anything. When we see the police being disrespected, when we see increasing, uh, not just increasing crimes, but increasing uh, disrespect for authority. Uh, we're seeing so many uh, strange, uh, crazy things being taught to our kids in school. It just seems as if the country is coming close or getting closer to like coming apart at the seams. And that's what worries me. And if we could get a leader, at least to, not that everyone would agree on the answer, but agree that we're all going in the same direction and uh, find the best way to uh, approach it, rather than it appears that we can't agree on anything today, uh, what the end goal is, how to get there, uh, what we should be focused on. Uh, some people want to defund the police, do away with the police. Uh, then you find in schools, I mean, some of the things that are being taught are so much against what parents want. And if you try to correct any of that or talk about it, you're branded as a racist or a bigot. Same with immigration. I mean, you and I, I don't know if any two people are more strongly committed to immigration. I mean, you're actually an immigrant myself. All my grandparents were immigrants. I grew up in an immigrant-type community. And I think immigrants, immigration, is what makes America great. That's like the new force that comes in every generation or so there's a new group of immigrants coming in to revitalize the country it's almost like transfusions we're getting but now when they're coming in uncontrolled not knowing who's coming in not knowing who's sick who's healthy not knowing who could be connected to a terrorist group not knowing who could be uh, related to a drug cartel and really coming with not any real sense of loyalty to the united states just like coming in on mass so uh, that is something that really has to be addressed and we have to be able to address it without being called anti-immigrant or bigoted because you want to get immigration under, under control. It's, uh, that to me is, uh, it goes beyond the issue of just immigration. 
it goes to the issue of you know whether or not we're going to be a country or not. If everyone can come in whatever they want, there's no borders. How does that make us different from any other country in the Western Hemisphere or any other country in the world? Then? That whole idea of institutional memory of uh, uh, all of us banding together. We don't have a country without borders. borders. That's for sure. Absolutely, we don't. Yeah. I think uh, some of the uh, Democrats have started to to understand that too, and and. Um, I think uh, we have to uh, come to a, a face down. Uh, and uh, for our city that me and you love, uh, there's 51 uh, city council seats coming up this November. So this is, uh, how do we used to say, a coming to Jesus meeting? So to see yeah, what the heck uh, is going to happen. We, again, have to make this an issue in the campaign, discuss it in an intelligent way. And hopefully we get some more support from the media. I mean, 77 WABC can't do it all by itself. I mean, we have to get at least not even take our side, but at least get the issue out there and treat it as a legitimate issue. And not just yes. say that if you don't want uncontrolled. We need common sense. Somehow you're a bigot. Common we sense, need absolutely. common sense. Thank you so much, Peter King. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the family. And uh, we'll catch up again uh, next week. Great. Thank you very much, John. You too. You you and your whole family. Thank you. Thank you.